The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and separate entity from LPL Financial. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show. Today, you'll hear the truth in wealth building from the team at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. The truth in wealth building knowledge is brought to you every week on the Financial Focus Radio Network. Good morning. Welcome to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there is Josh Finelli. And we are partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. Josh is back after getting the plague from his two-and-a-half-year-old son. Uh, so he has been taking steroids all week and is back in business. Uh, if you want to be part of the show, call us, 877-670-7117. Go to our website, financialfocusradio.com, and send us an email. I'm only joking. Josh wasn't taking steroids. That was when he was in college. He did lots of that. So, <laughs> yeah. Didn't uh, have COVID, but uh, still, it's not very fun getting sick. No, I haven't been sick in two years, knock on wood, because I've been wearing a mask for two years. So, uh, All right. Well, let's talk about the week that was in the capital markets. Apparently, we are back to rainbows and butterflies. Uh, U.S. stocks, as measured by the S&P 500, were up one and three quarters percent. So a big rally in the equity markets, and Josh is going to talk a little bit more about why that was a little bit later. Uh, international developed markets outperformed. They're up 2.5%. Emerging market stocks were up 2 and a quarter. The small cap market was up 2%. Uh, bonds were essentially flat. Uh, bond yields were flat, which meant bond prices were flat. The yield on the 10-year Treasury bond stands at 1.57%. Uh, intro week we saw we moved over six percent, but uh, it pulled back in terms of yield. Uh, gold was up nine bucks. Uh, actually, gold had a, a move significantly higher earlier in the week, but sold off quite a bit on Friday. And then oil was a dollar twenty three higher again. Oil's at eighty two twenty five a barrel. So obviously, if you have uh, filled up your automobile as of late, you are feeling that pain and. Obviously, we know that uh, the price of oil is is a form of a regressive tax. It certainly impacts the lower income uh, group much more. Um, and you know, if you have a giant pickup truck like I do, you definitely feel, it takes me uh, one and a half. I have to run my credit card one and a half times to get my pickup truck full these days. So, all right. Um, so we had actually a lot of economic data. A lot happened last week as far as capital markets, maybe not in your life from, from a news perspective, but in the capital markets, we got a lot of inflation data on the U.S. economy. Uh, we also started earnings season, which Josh is going to talk about in a second. So uh, we got the CPI data last week, CPI and PPI data last week, and inflation uh, is came in higher than expected and still shows that it is a persistent problem. Um, the tune of policymakers has definitely changed over the last month, and I think the media uh, has sort of embraced this newfound definition of transitory as well. And They don't use the word anymore. Consensus has evolved pretty quickly on that one, and uh, 
Well, well I don't know how you can deny that inflation is not transitory at this point. Anybody. Well, I mean, you remember even just a month and a half ago when used cars seemed to have rolled over. And, uh, you know, a lot of talking heads were pointing to that as being emblematic of inflation rolling over. And... But by the nature of, of inflation, there's always going to be some transitory uh, effects of inflation. Like, so when you look at the US, U.S. economy, it's not all prices don't go up evenly across all goods and services, right? And so... Mm-hmm. There will be transitory inflation in different parts of the U.S. economy, but from an overall perspective, we we don't think that inflation, and the word has gone away, is transitory. Well, and the administration has obviously put a (laughs) – suddenly it really, really matters, and they're doing whatever they can. You know, obviously the government's not going to incentivize much, but try to get – the Port of L.A. is now supposedly going to open 24 hours a day uh, in line with what goes on in Europe and Asia. But, uh, you know, the policymakers are definitely afraid because – People respond to inflationary pressure in the voting booth for sure. So, so the U.S. government is going to take the place of the free market, which is always a success, <laughs> well, right? We always know that government taking the place I of mean, free market. Kind of the laugh is what are they going to really do? Yeah, <laughs> there's not much that they can do. They're going to well. What will happen is they'll do something that will create problems elsewhere. Yeah. We know that that's how uh, when government gets involved in things that free market should take care of. We know that other problems arise elsewhere. Um, so the labor market uh, still has. Uh, its issues. I mean, you know, we got this. We got the jobs or jobs report last week that showed the the so-called quit rate in August was the highest it's ever been since they began tracking the data. Four point three million people quit their jobs in the month of August alone. Um, you know, I, I everybody has an opinion about what's going on in the labor market. You know, you talk to people on the street, uh, the economists, or you know, the smartest people in the room supposedly, and I don't think anybody has a real idea about really what's going on in the labor market. I, I mean, think we I, have lots of opinions, but, it, you know, a lot of this stuff where it was like, well, once the, you know, the free checks start stop coming, it would solve its, solve the problem, but that isn't. And so it's very interesting to see what's going on in the labor market that employees feel the most empowered they have in my lifetime. I don't remember a time when employees have felt this empowered. Well, I, the best explanation I've actually seen, uh, I've read something on Bloomberg this week talking about, um, the gig economy and, you know, a lot of people employed within the gig economy don't fall within a traditional job metric. Uh, and that could be sort of one of the explanations. Behind but it doesn't why explain the, the 4.3 no, million people yeah, quitting. But, it's, it, you know, it's one of the explanations is why job growth, uh, as it's counted by the, you know, the Labor Department and uh, the ADP, pay, ADP payrolls, it's, you know, that's one of the explanations underlying why, it, you know, job growth may appear anemic, but the gig economy is obviously exploding. But, I mean, ultimately, it's just a weird um, phenomenon we're seeing in the labor market. I mean, every restaurant in the country, I don't care where you are, has uh, labor issues. I mean, uh, so Domino's, uh, Domino's, you know, the pizza company, had reported 41 straight quarters of uh, earnings growth. And last quarter, they reported their first decline in um, in sales. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and and they pointed directly towards their labor shortage. I mean, it wasn't for the lack of demand for their pizzas; it was literally just not being able to open or have enough uh, employees and, and hours and all those sort of things. And so, it is uh, becoming a real problem for the U.S. economy, and is going to certainly hamper growth. And that's why the word stagflation has been coming up. Where stagflation means you have high inflation. And in very anemic economic growth, and that seems to be uh, what we're what we're experiencing right now. Well, and when you look at wage push inflation dynamics over time, uh, what happens happens in the lower couple, couple quintiles of the wage distribution ultimately works its way to the middle quintiles of the wage distribution. 
because those middle wage earners look at their incomes relative to the lowest quintiles. And so if it's going to take 25 bucks an hour or whatever it is to fill the McDonald's job, uh, all the other um, middle wages jobs ultimately recalibrate in, on a relative basis. But that takes, you know, quite a long time to play itself out. And that's ultimately the fear, I think, uh, emerging from Washington, et cetera, is like it gets into this uh, self-reinforcing feedback loop. And uh, certainly you have sustained higher prices over a even longer uh, duration of time. All right. So obviously we had earnings season start last week and, and the names that reported, especially the big banks, blew the numbers out. So, Josh, why don't you give us a quick recap on that? Yeah. Uh, S&P 500 earnings, only 41 companies have reported, you know, kick off of the financials and a couple of energy companies, really. But uh 32% year-on-year earnings growth. And remember, we're not going against as bad a comps as we were. Uh, so, you know, this is... And then 14% growth on the top line. So, uh, you know, earnings growth is explosive. The market was anticipating some version of a slowdown. Uh, of course, we got really positively surprised retail sales numbers on Friday, too. And that's for September where that, uh, you know, additional income, the enhanced unemployment benefits had rolled off. So I think the market, you know, had sort of anticipated... Uh, an, an ebb in the growth, but we're actually seeing in, in you know a continuation of the previous quarter's trend, which is just really explosive spending driving uh, top line and bottom line growth. We also, as Josh said, we got uh, retail sales numbers that were that were decent. The one thing that was a little bit shocking was the consumer sentiment number fell to the worst level since 2011, which when we were, when we were coming out of the financial crisis. So um, it's interesting. We're we're seeing lots of sort of push and pull in the in the economy, which is why obviously we're seeing volatility in all parts of the capital markets, both on the upside and the downside. And I think what we're going through right now is a bit of a shock uh, for a lot of people because it had been smooth sailing for so long. So we would say that, uh, you know, get ready because we think this is going to continue. And we'll talk some more about what the dynamics of the market in the next segment. All right, if you want to take us up on a free retirement review and have at least $500,000 of investable assets, give our office a call to get that scheduled. 800-743-0988 or go to our website northwestquadrantwealth.com and send us an email get your free one hour retirement review meet with the northwest quadrant wealth management investment advisor today for free it's our offer to you as a listener to the show give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review 800-743-0988 Again, estate planning attorney in Bend. I chose radio as a form of advertising because I know that a lot of local people listen and the folks at Combined Communications are very professional and very polished. They do a good job getting my message out. I recommend radio to other businesses because it's immediate, it's local, and it works. Combined Communications suite of radio, digital, and event marketing tools have been growing Central Oregon's bottom line for over 30 years. Schedule your free consultation at bendradio.com. In today's expensive real estate market, it's easy to wind up paying too much for a place to live. That's why Alpine Meadows Townhomes is a smart move. They have washer dryers in the two and three bedroom units, designer kitchens that please, one, two or three bedrooms and approved pets allowed. 
They're more affordable than all those brand new townhomes. Google Alpine Meadows Townhomes on Northeast 6th and Bed. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. There's an easier place to find affordable housing in Bend. Discover Mountain Glen Apartments and make them your comfortable home. Mountain Glen Apartments are conveniently located with washers dryers in their two and three bedroom units and designer kitchens. You can pay more, but you cannot get more value than at Mountain Glen Apartments on the corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. To learn more, Google Mountain Glen Apartments. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. The debt ceiling is a natural constraint on the growth of government. And this is the entire theory of the Biden administration. There should be no limits on spending. It's spend, spend, spend until daddy takes the T-bird away. And when daddy takes the T-bird away, we hit austerity measures. We have to radically increase taxes. We have to cut benefits. And this has happened across Europe. So it's not as though this is unforeseeable. It is completely and utterly foreseeable. Ben Shapiro, weeknights at 6 and Sundays at 3. Only on FM News 100.1. News Talk 1110. KVND. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code QUICK for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code QUICK for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code QUICK. Connect to the Financial Focus Radio Show on our social networks, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Listen to past shows, get our daily market blog, and keep up to date on market happenings. You can also sign up for our e-newsletter on our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. If you do want to sign up for one of those e-news, Josh and I did one on Friday. Essentially, uh, we did what we're going to do in this segment of the show. But uh, if you want to get added to our e-newsletter list, all we do is send out a short five or six-minute video talking about what's going on in the capital markets and how that impacts your money. It comes out on the 15th and the 30th of every month. Go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Uh, a little box will pop up, and you can just put your name in there and say, add me to your e-newsletter list, and that is the only thing that we will send you. So uh, last Wednesday, October 13th, the Consumer Price Index was reported by the government. Uh, inflation was up 5.4% year over year, a level not seen over the course of a calendar year in 31 years. So that was going back to the early 90s. and. Uh, some of you may remember that the early 90s, there was these, uh, uh, I, ca- I would call them patriots, bond, bond vigilantes. They uh, they didn't like what was going on in the federal government, and uh, they acted accordingly. And we saw the bond market lose money uh, for the first time in a long time in, in the early 90s uh, because the, the bond vigilantes pushed interest rates higher. 
the same bond vigilantes today don't have quite the same impact on the bond market because the largest bond buyer in the universe is the Federal Reserve. Uh, that is going to start to stop uh, starting in November, where they're going to the Federal Reserve is going to start their taper supposedly. Uh, which means they're going to start buying $15 billion less in bonds every month in the open market. Right now they're buying $120 billion a month, and they're going to reduce it by $15 billion a month until they're done. Um, and so that could be interesting, the impact it has on interest rates. Josh and I have differing opinions. Josh thinks so all the uh, international demand will keep the price of bonds high, which means yields low. Uh, I beg to differ, and we have a, a $1 bet uh uh, to say as much, so we we shall see. Throw in the towel, am I? Should I throw in the towel yet? I'm not. No, because the other very important factor is if we have equity prices roll over and people, yeah. what no, happens no. then? Bonds get bought and yields I, go lower. I still believe on the de, in the de facto cap because of the basis trade and international investors hedging into dollars and buying treasuries. What do you but, think your What do you think the cap on your tenure is with that in mind? I like. 210, 220 Permanently? Nah, uh, just through 2022. <laughs> I'm taking that bet, too. I'm taking the other right, side will, of that. We will renew this bet at the onset of the new year. Um, so this is, I found this very interesting. This was on Twitter. This came from Morgan Housel and Jeff Bezos. Um, well, it was from Morgan Housel uh, collecting some information from Jeff, Jeff Bezos. So... Uh, in 1999, in May, so the May 31st, 1999 edition of Barron's uh, had on the cover Amazon.bomb. Uh, and it, it talked, it had, a, it had a, a, a bomb with Jeff Bezos's picture on it. The idea that Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos has pioneered new business paradigm is silly. <laughs> He's just another middleman, and the stock market's beginning to catch on to that fact. The real winners. On the net will be firms that sell their own products directly to consumers. Just look at what ha- is happening at Sony, Dell, and Bertelsmann. <laughs> <laughs> and where? This is the funniest article What's in the, the history of time. What's the last Bertelsmann. one? Bertelsmann. Uh, listen, and then this comes from Jeff, uh, just as of Jeff Bezos' tweet. Listen and be, and be open, but don't let anybody tell you, you who you are. Uh, this was just one of the many stories telling us all the ways we were going to fail. Today, Amazon is one of the world's most successful companies and has re- re- revolutionized two entirely different industries. Um, so here's the here's why I'm bringing this up. Two years after that article was published, so uh, it, it, by the, the year 2001, Amazon stock was down 90%, and it looked like Barron's had made one of the best investment calls ever. Uh, obviously, today it looks like one of the worst. So much of investing is what's your time horizon and how much volatility you can stomach. This is why, you know, everybody talks about um, they wish they'd bought Apple in 1985 or Amazon when they went public in 1997. 99.99% of you couldn't have held either of those stocks to enjoy the success that they achieved because, uh, you know, in Apple's case, you know, their stock went down over 80% five times. Uh, they were within 30 days of insolvency when Steve Jobs came back in. Um, so, yes, Apple is a great American success story, but owning the stock to get there, almost nobody could have done it. Um, and the same is absolutely true of Amazon. And so, um, you know, I I I'm, I love Barron's. I think Barron's is great. I read it every single week. Um, but it just goes to show you that even really smart people with a lot of information can get it unbelievably wrong. It also illustrates the point 
why none of you out there listening should be buying individual stocks. And I know what the market's done over the last five years makes you think you are a great stock picker. I promise you, you're not, at least as it relates to owning an index. Over time, owning an index is going to be much more tax efficient for you, and it will beat your returns. And it's not my opinion. It's just the data. And so, you know, Amazon, one of the most successful companies in the history of the world, uh, if any of you owned it in your portfolio, you wouldn't have been able to stick through it. Um, and, and so that's why this is another example of why in owning individual stocks for retail investors is almost always a disaster. Being right sustainably is a very, very difficult endeavor. Right. All right. So let's talk about, um, you know, sort of how Josh and I see this situation. We currently find ourselves uh, play, how this all plays out. Um, you know, because clients now we're getting phone calls about the market volatility. You know, we're getting phone calls from people in their 30s and 40s asking if they should be more conservative because we've experienced our first bout of volatility since the since the uh, coronavirus Co- sell-off. coinciding with the delivery of uh, you know third statements. quarter end statements, and for the first time in many many months, uh, people are actually seeing a bit of a drawdown uh, from portfolio highs, and of course they anchor to those all time highs. And attribute a loss of money since reaching those, uh, reaching that apex. Yeah, let's say over your last five or six years, your portfolio went from five hundred thousand to a million, and right now it stands at nine sixty. You think you lost money because because it lost, was at a million. I lost forty grand. Right, and so the reality is, what's happening is markets are having to adjust to the idea that we have inflation in the system. Historically, when inflation is in this is in the system. Uh, interest rates go higher, either because the Federal Reserve continues to raise interest rates um, or, you know, in order for people to want to have any interest in owning bonds, rates have to go higher. So interest rates are going to go higher. A lot of what's gone on in the market has to do, stock market especially, from a performance perspective, is owning long-duration assets, companies that depended on the zero cost of capital to fund their business models. Well, if if rates go higher and the cost of capital goes up, these are businesses that aren't going concerns. And so what's going to happen is once the Fed tapers and then once the Fed uh, raises interest rates, stocks are going to face a headwind. Stocks, risk assets are going to sell off. We know the playbook. And so markets are forward-looking, right? Markets are pricing out into the future, and that's why we've seen a bit of a sell-off. Now, there's this push and pill if that's really going to happen. Uh, only time will tell. But I would tell you to expect volatility most importantly, own quality, own businesses that actually make things, uh, know what you own, why you own it, and, and own quality short-duration assets. So in your, uh, in your ETFs, own indexes, and on the bond side of your portfolio, keep your duration short. September was the first month in a long time where we saw the S&P and the aggregate bond index, bo- index both lose money. The ag lost money because it has long-duration assets. The S&P lost money uh, because it five of the biggest names are all technology companies, uh, and those sold off. So know what you own and why you own it, and make sure you own quality. All right. If you want to be part of the show, give us a call, 877-670-7117, or go to our website, financialfocusradio.com, and send us an email. When we come back, we're going to tackle some of those email questions, so stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market trends. You can always watch past videos on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com.
The most news, the most traffic, the most weather. FM 100.1 is News Talk 1110, KBND, Bend. I want to tell you that you're going to find your best car ever at Volvo Cars Bend. Hey, it's Lars. Volvo is leading the automotive world, creating big excitement with their innovation and design. Volvo's rated at the top for safety and quality. I know the Volvo experience personally, taking many long family road trips, enjoying thousands of miles of great Volvo driving. Right now in October, get $2,000 off MSRP on all 2021s in stock, plus extra low financing on new and certified used Volvos. Financing with approved credit. Buying local, you're going to find the car you want at the right price. Plus, enjoy the legendary local service of Volvo Cars Bend. You can shop in-store or shop online. Test drive cars at home and do the paperwork at home, too. Now that's easy. Volvo Cars Bend. We know luxury. On the north side of Highway 97 in Grandview and at volvoofbend.com. And tell them Lars sent you. Hi, I'm John Bullock, Executive Director of the Redmond Proficiency Academy, and I'd like to invite you to consider what you need from your school. It's important to have access to your education wherever you are. We've created RPA Anywhere for just that purpose. Our students can combine on-site and distance learning to create a schedule that works for their individual needs. Maybe you need to get back up to speed academically, or maybe you're ready to push yourself and excel in college-style courses. Maybe you live outside Redmond. RPA contracts with Cascades East Transit so students can ride the bus to school. It's our pleasure to get you from where you are, geographically or academically, to where you want to be. With our mid-year transfer program, you can still make the most of this year's school experience while playing sports in your home district. We'll handle all the details. If RPA sounds like a good fit, visit rpacademy.org to apply. That's rpacademy.org. Freedom to be yourself, support to try new things, and guidance as you plan for your future. RPA, education as unique as you are. In today's expensive real estate market, it's easy to wind up paying too much for a place to live. That's why Alpine Meadows Townhomes is a smart move. They have washer-dryers in the two- and three-bedroom units, designer kitchens that please, one-, two-, or three-bedrooms, and approved pets allowed. They're more affordable than all those brand-new townhomes. Google Alpine Meadows Townhomes on Northeast 6th and Bend. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. There's an easier place to find affordable housing in Bend. Discover Mountain Glen Apartments and make them your comfortable home. Mountain Glen Apartments are conveniently located with washers, dryers in their two- and three-bedroom units and designer kitchens. You can pay more, but you cannot get more value than at Mountain Glen Apartments on the corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. To learn more, Google Mountain Glen Apartments. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. We live in a high desert wonderland. And you like to be outside. The Ben Factory stores have what you need. For the Central Oregon outdoor lifestyle. Make a bold statement and save up to 70% every day. Over 20 famous brand names like Columbia, Nike, and Pendleton. And locals like Learning Express Toys, Runway Fashion Exchange, and Cascade Mattress and Bedroom Furniture. Shop with nothing in mind and find exactly what you wanted. Great buys that reflect your personality. Shopping is hot and there's great opportunities at the Bend Factory stores if you're ready to work. Several of our stores are now looking for full and part-time helpers. Check out our Facebook page for more details and you could be working at Runway Fashion Exchange, Tuesday Morning, Nike, or Columbia. 
put your best foot forward and jump into a fun new career. Smart shoppers start at the Ben Factory stores, South Highway 97. Because everyone needs an outlet. to Financial Focus Radio Show, where you get straightforward financial advice every week from the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. Remember, you can always listen to past shows by going to financialfocusradio.com or download our smartphone app today. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. Uh, If you would like to take us up on a free retirement review, uh, one of us will give you an hour of our, to- of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, your financial plan, your portfolio, your estate plan, whatever is on your mind. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get that scheduled, 800-743-0988, or go to our website, Financial Focus Radio, sorry, NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com, and send us an email and just let us know you'd like a free retirement review, and we'll give you an hour to talk about what's on your mind. Um, so I, you know, this, when, when markets get volatile, th- this is always good data, but we've talked about it a lot uh, on the radio, but I always like to bring this stuff out. Uh, and, and we're going to talk about more of the things that are happening in the financial advice business later on the show about what financial advisors do when we uh, have volatility in the markets. They use it as an opportunity to sell their clients crappy products. And so we want to warn you about that. But, uh, you know, we, we talk a lot about, in the, on the show, time in the market rather than timing the market is how you achieve success. Uh, and it's certainly evident with a lot of our clients that have have achieved uh, multi-million dollar portfolios. It has come through them just owning quality and staying invested no matter what the market's done. As difficult as it has been sometimes to do so, that's how they've achieved success. So uh, I, I'm looking at, um, this comes from uh, Putnam Investments. Uh, showing time in the market versus trying to time the market. So if you invested $10,000 in the S&P 500 in an index fund uh, 15 years ago, so on December 31st of 2005, and you stayed fully invested over that period, including the financial crisis, uh, you would have achieved a 9.88% annualized total return for your uh, $10,000 would have grown to a little over 41000 If you just missed 10 days in that 15-year period, 10 of the best trading days in that 15-year period, your return gets cut more in half, more than in half, 4.31%. Uh, you were, you would have, your 10,000 would have grown to 18, a little over 18,000. If you only missed 20 of the best days in a 15-year period, your return would barely be positive. You would achieve an annualized return of 0.88%. Your 10,000 would have grown to 11,400. If you missed 30 of the best days in that 15-year period, so only 30 days in a 15-year period, your return goes negative. It's negative 1.88% a year. And if you miss the 40 best trading days in that period, um, your returns go to negative 4.26% per year. Your return gets cut in half. The reason that period is so important is it includes the financial crisis. And we know during the financial crisis and after the financial crisis, while we had some very scary down days, we had some of the biggest up days in the market's history. The biggest up days in the market's history happened during the uh, Great Depression. But the second biggest days and the most amount of them happened right after the financial crisis. And if you missed those days where we had you know, up 11% days, those kind of days, if you weren't invested in those days, 
your return gets whacked. And so remember, it's time in the market, not timing the market, is how you achieve success in owning equities. Well, of course. I mean, Jack Bogle famously said, time, time is your friend and uh, impulse is your enemy. And you know, capitalize on that, on that knowledge. But, I mean, you know, that's just crazy to think if you only miss 40 best trading days in a 15-year period, your return goes negative. You lose half your money. Well, and remember the, the, the Ides of March and April and last, last year in 2020 and those rocket days. And then, you know, we just get pummeled the following day and it was just a whipsaw. But you needed to participate in the upside. Yeah, those days where markets come ripping back, you need to be there. And if you go to cash when the market's selling off, you miss those days, and they are so impactful to your performance. I mean, we talk to clients and prospective clients all the time when they have these inclinations to want to go to cash or make dramatic changes when markets are selling off. It's like you're going to do damage that is going to take 20 years to to fix, you know, and, and that and that's hard for them to grasp. But that this shows that that's true. I mean, when you miss these big days, it's really impactful. All right, let's tackle some email questions. We got an email from a Tim here in Bend. Tim says, I'm 34 with a wife and three kids. I have a tremendous fear of the stock market. What what can I what can I do looking at an investment period of 15 years for my kids' education and 25 to 30 years for my retirement to keep my investments safe but still beat interest rates offered by banks? Uh, you are looking for something that does not exist and you know this isn't a prediction but you know you know I'd, I'd take the the bet that you're gonna live to see Dow hundred thousand plus uh, at your age uh, this is not you know all well, if he's 34 and he lives to 90 that's easy 150,000 right. plus you know the, the intra machination you know the intra quarter machination of the stock market literally don't matter to you and if you no matter how far down the duration of the Treasury curve you go uh, you are getting a negative real interest rate. Uh, so, you know, Tim, you need to own equities. I don't think that betting against America is ever going to be a safe bet, even, you know, with respect to all of the political discord that we face today. It's not unique in American history. And it, you're going to live to see a lot of recessions, a lot of economic booms. Uh, you need to own equity in the businesses around you. So, Tim, what Tim, Josh was talking about, if the Dow doubles twice... That's 140000 from where it is today. And that's not, I mean, you're only 34, so that's, uh, that's easily. likely before you probably retire. Yeah. So, um, you know, w what we would tell, I mean, so, Tim, if you're not comfortable with owning equities, I, I, you know, it, it's a tough one in, in today's environment. Um, you know, we could talk to you our, until we're blue in the face about, you know, owning businesses and overtime earnings growing and all that stuff. Uh, and, and so the only solution you have is you're going to have to save a ton of money because, all of your returns are going to mostly come from savings. And let's say eventually we get interest rates to move higher. Interest rates most likely will just barely keep up with inflation. And over your lifetime, you, the interest rates will probably do a little bit better than inflation. So all of your savings for your kids and for your retirement is going to come from that, just that, savings, not any appreciation of those assets. So I, when I look at my kids' 529s inside of Vanguard and I look at the value of them, so much of that value has come from 
the investment return of that portfolio. So if I just look at what I put in there, it's not that exciting. But when I look at what I put in there versus and and on top of that, how much it's grown, it's quite exciting. And that's going to continue for your kid's life and your life. And so, Tim, what what I would say to try to encourage you to own stocks, and it doesn't mean you have to put 100 percent of your money. You know, you can vary how much you have in the in the stock market. You could 40 percent or 50 percent. But, you know, I, I would say to you, do you believe that great American businesses like Costco and Nike and, all, you know, you go down the list, do you believe they're going to make more money in the future than they do today? And I think you know the answer. I mean, I would hope you would say the answer is yes. Well, guess what? That makes that business worth more money and, and their stock will take care of itself. And so if you think about it in those terms, so many people, Tim, and you're not alone in this, focus on the market. Like the market is somehow separate from the businesses that are trading on the market. Remember, the market is a place that we get to go to price these businesses from 9.30 in the morning to 4 o'clock in the afternoon, East Coast time, five days a week. It is not something separate from that. Without these businesses trading, there is no market. You know, so, so when you think about the market, focus on what makes up the market, which is businesses. And when you buy a share of a Costco or, or, or Nike or Amazon or whatever it might be, you're buying a piece of that business. You're buying a piece of their future earnings out into the future. Forget the market. Warren Buffett famously said that we should only be able to open the market 10 days a year, figure out what we think these businesses are worth, close the market and then go about our business. Now, of course, Wall Street would hate that because we wouldn't be able to make a bunch of money. But, you know, Tim, imagine if you I would guess, Tim, that you own a house. The value of that house is going to fluctuate quite a bit over your lifetime. But you don't get a quote on that house every single day, all day. There's a market for your house. You just don't go to that market very often. And, uh, you know, to to add to this, millennials have grown up in a period of disinflation. Uh, Older investors out there have you know, experienced a decade where prices doubled, uh, you know, at the current rate of CPI, uh, 13 years and prices are twice as expensive as they are today. Uh, you know, that's definitely an argument for the uh, preservation of your purchasing power through the ownership of businesses around you. All right. If you'd like to be part of our program, you can give us a call, 877 you can always go to our website, financialfocusradio.com, and send us an email. When we come back, we're going to talk about return drivers in your portfolio. So many of you misunderstand where returns come from, so we're going to talk about that and what we think you should be focused on. So stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, Central Oregon, Trevor Devonport here, General Manager from Hertz Car Sales of Bend. Right now we have hundreds of vehicles in our Northwest inventory. Most are 2018 or newer. You're going to love the variety of quality cars, trucks, and SUVs, giving you the choices you just won't find anywhere else in Bend. Plus, take advantage of $0 down with no payments for 120 days. 
At Hertz Car Sales of Bend, we offer you the tools to do as much or as little of your car buying process online. It truly is your better way to buy a car. Start at HertzBend.com, find the vehicle you like, value your trade, apply for financing, configure your payment options, and schedule safe, sanitized, self-test drive. Remember, $0 down with no payments until 2022. No payments for 120 days through OCCU on all approved credit tiers. Interest accrues from the date of purchase. Membership required. Other exclusions, conditions, or restrictions may apply. See dealer for complete details. Offer expires 10-31-21. We're on Highway 20 at the base of Pilot Butte and always online at HertzBend.com. Hertz Car Sales of Bend, your better way to buy a car. Fall is coming and Finn and Fire in Redmond has been looking forward to it after a long, hot summer. They have the gear you need to move from the rivers and lakes to the trails and forests. Finn and Fire is the largest Sitka dealer on the West Coast. Sitka uses state-of-the-art technology and fabrics to make your valuable time in the woods more productive. Whether it's breathable base layers or insulation, Sitka makes gear for every kind of hunt. Italian-made crispy boots are getting rave reviews from hunters across Oregon. Crispy boots are in stock at Fin and Fire, and they have a great selection for men and women. Crispy uses Gore-Tex liners and Vibram soles, so you know they'll keep your feet dry and comfortable for those long days on the trail. Don't forget to pick up a new Benchmade hunting knife this year and check out one of the new Mystery Ranch backpacks. Fin and Fire, a fly shop unlike any other. Across from Safeway on Highway 97 in Redmond. Finding a comfortable place to live in Bend, like Stonebriar Apartments, shouldn't take extraordinary courage and feats of strength. You do not have to be able to move mountains or bend spoons with your mind. Stonebriar is often referred to as the best of resort living. So if you like to ski, hike, bike, or do water sports, it's an ideal place to stash your gear in between high desert adventures. Of course, you'll enjoy the great amenities when you're not out adventuring. There are cook's kitchens, spacious baths, full-size washer-dryers, fitness centers, heated pools, and two clubhouses. You're sure to enjoy the computer labs with free internet, covered parking, and that Stonebriar is pet-friendly. So, before you try to roll a giant boulder up a mountain, explore Stonebriar Apartments for your next home. Stonebriar, now accepting applications for one, two, and three bedroom apartments situated on beautifully landscaped grounds on Highway 20 near 27th in Bend. Google Stonebriar Apartments for details. Thank you for joining Financial Focus Radio Show, the truth in wealth building. Call the show anytime at 877-670-7117. We'll try to answer your question on the air in the following weeks. Now, back to the team from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. If you'd like to sign up for our e-newsletter, we do one on the 15th and the 30th of every month. Go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and a little box will pop up, and you can just put your email info in there. Just say, add me to your e-newsletter list, and that's the only thing that we will send you. It's a short five- or six-minute video talking about what's going on in the capital markets. Thanks for being part of our show. My name is Tyler Simonis. That is the one Mr. Josh spicoli Finelli, and we are partners at... Tim, you don't like that? We're partners at Northwest Squadron Wealth Management here in the Great Pacific Northwest. Uh, 
it's so funny to me whenever I see Sean Penn do an interview, a serious interview. You know, he's he's Mr. Serious these days. Uh, I always think of Spicoli when they're in the van, you know, that part. <laughs> it's pretty awesome that he just leveraged that into like... Oh, I mean, yeah, Sean, hang, I mean... Hanging out with Hugo, Hugo Chavez. No matter what you deal. think of Sean Penn, I'm yeah. not the biggest fan of his personal life, but he is one of the greatest living actors on the planet. I don't think anybody can deny that. He's quite good. I mean, when he played... Harvey, uh, what's his name? Harvey Milk. Harvey yeah. Milk, yeah. I was like, whoa, this guy's on the next level here. He is. He's funny. All right. Before we talk about um, return drivers in your portfolio, uh, I, I thought I'd bring this up because this is pretty interesting. And we talk a lot about how if you're an indexed invest, index investor, you can be a top decile investor uh, globally, and it's very easy to do so. And um, you know, obviously, there, and that, there's some this is directly from Spiva data. There's some disagreement on that, but we actually have empirical data that we can show these people that disagree. So, uh, but so Howard Marks, Howard Marks is uh, started Oak Tree. Oak Tree is a distressed debt investor in Southern California, unbelievably successful over a long period of time. Uh, Howard Marks once talked about how his annual results were never ranked in the top quintile in any given year. So his results in any given year weren't in the top 25%, but over a 14-year period, he was in the top 4% of all investors in the in the uh, distressed debt space. So he never was in the top, top quartile in any given quarter, but over a 14-year period, he was in the top 4%. If he keeps those mediocre returns up for another 10 years, he may be in the top 1% of his peers one of the greatest of his generation, despite being unmentionable in any given year. And that, and I want you guys to focus on that uh, because so many of you want or care about what your returns are year to year, what your returns are in any given year, and that doesn't really matter. It matters about compounding money over time. Well, and we try to hammer this point home, but it's about getting average returns for an above-average period and of here's time, what I was, and that's how you truly succeed. Yeah, so, so, so much... So much focus in investing is on what people can do right now, this year, maybe next. What are the best returns I can earn? Uh, seems like an intuitive question to ask. If you understand that math, the math behind compounding, you realize the most important question is not how can I earn the highest returns. It's what are the best returns I can sustain for the longest period of time. That's not to say that good returns don't matter. Of course they do, just that they matter less than how long your returns can be earned for. Uh, Warren Buffett famously, he did the math when he was 10 years old and he, and he realized really quickly that if he lived a long life, he would be very rich. I don't think he thought he'd be a, a hundred billionaire, but he realized that if he lived for a long time, he'd be very rich because well, and, of compound and interest. And like 80% of that came in the last decade and a half. Right. Yeah. And so excellent for a few years is not nearly as powerful as pretty good for a long time. And few things can beat average for a very long time. Average return for an above average period of time leads to extreme returns. Don't forget that. All right, let's talk about the return drivers in your portfolio. So the the biggest, if you look at, say, just the S&P 500 and you look at where returns come from, say, 1930 to today in the stock market, there's two drivers of that return. There's the yield from the dividends, right? There, there's 500 companies in the S&P 500, and many of these companies pay dividends. And so the S&P, if you own it through an index fund, pays a dividend. And so there's that dividend component, which is uh, income. Then there's the capital appreciation, which is the price going up in value. And so, so many of you out there, I know this sounds basic and trivial, but so many of you out there can't don't distinguish between yield 
and capital appreciation, income or capital appreciation. Uh, and so more returns are driven through capital appreciation through income, but income, I'm not to say that, I'm not here to say that income isn't important over time. It's just less important to many of you uh, than capital appreciation. And so in a very low interest rate environment, like we've seen the last 15 years, um, I, I, we feel like it's very important for all of you out there to distinguish between the two, especially if you are a retiree, as it relates to how your portfolio is structured. So, so many of our peers, Josh and my peers, financial advisors, try to get their clients, to, to retired clients especially, to, to buy income-producing assets so they can have income on their portfolio. And their argument often is like... It doesn't matter what the price of the security is as long as your income is constant. <laughs> and and so, you know, we obviously think that's a laughable statement. Um, you know, I mean, obviously people like Warren Buffett do as well. Uh, but, but the way to think about it is if you're right now in a, in a, when the 10-year Treasury yields 1.5%. S&P yields 101.28. Yeah, so if you're building a portfolio that is focused on income, you are taking a tremendous amount of risk. And, and it doesn't feel like it right now because you haven't experienced a recession. But if you have an income-focused portfolio, uh, when we have a recession, that portfolio is going to lose so much value, it's going to scare you to death. And most likely, a lot of those securities will have to cut their income or get rid of it altogether. And so a lot of the when you're looking at income producing portfolios, you're looking at commodity based assets, you know, oil, energy, those type of assets. You're looking at mortgage back or mortgage companies, mortgage REITs. Uh, you're looking at low quality REITs. So you're looking at companies that in order to attract investment dollars, the only way they can do it because they're crappy businesses is to pay a high yield either by issuing more shares or the the. The classic large telecom holders, you know, right. we, we've 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 gotten a lot of vitriol from in the past talking about individual securities, and you know, time has proven us right here. Yeah. So w w the way the the alternative and the, what we think of as a solution is to think of your portfolio from a total return perspective. We're not saying ignore income because income is always going to be a component of it, but it should be in today's world not very important at all. It should be a total return. Uh, perspective that you look at your portfolio um, because you want to own quality and quality right now, the yield on quality is very low. Uh, and, and so the way that we think of it for our clients, especially our retirees, is we we need um, the returns to come in appreciation. Uh, and so we look at their portfolio from an appreciation standpoint, and then we sell assets down to create their income. And we do it from the part of the portfolio that makes the most sense at any given time. And you can sell appreciated stock to generate your income. And alternatively, you can sell treasuries to generate your income when uh, stocks are low and you don't want to harvest your opportunity costs. But if you look at the the mega cat tech and the, the businesses that generate the an obscene amount of free cash flow today, uh, with the exception of the largest publicly traded security in the world, none of them actually pay a dividend. And instead, what are they doing? They're reinvesting into their business and continuing to grow, uh, you know, grow revenues, accompanying a growth rate in the double digits. And uh, as an investor, that's exactly what you want. So if, uh, to reiterate, if you have a portfolio right now that is focused on income, whether you own the telecoms like Josh said or energy or MLPs or any of those space, you have a portfolio that is really, really risky. You're, not only is your income at risk, meaning your income could get cut or go away, but the companies you own could literally go bankrupt. And so as a retiree, that's not a, what your portfolio should be looking like. Historically, you could build a portfolio that looked like that, but you cannot today. And so make sure you own quality and you know what you own and why you own it.
All right, if you'd like to take us up on a free retirement view and you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, call our office to get that scheduled, 800-743-0988 or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com and send us an email. When we come back, we're going to talk about when you should be rebalancing your portfolio. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market trends. You can always watch past videos on northwestquadrantwealth.com. 